0: It's funny about podcast. Like, I really don't like um, doing this? speaking in public. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't speak in public. I'm really bad at it. I've done it a few times for Jewelry Week, and if people were there, they probably remember how, like, or don't remember because it was just whatever. But when I'm doing the podcast, I forget that it goes out into the world. So, so you just I feel comfortable, and then later when it's real, I then know. I'm then like, you're
1: ah! like, you're like, what did I say? <laughs> what happened? But. You, uh, I'm very comfortable, you know, speaking in front of crowds and that sort of thing. Mm. But this is just a totally different situation. And also when you're public speaking, like, it's ephemeral to some extent. Nobody leaves there remembering every word you said, but this is recorded. Well, and I exists hopefully. indefinitely, you know?
0: Yeah, hopefully no one remembers. So, yeah, here we are today here we are. at Rough Cut. Welcome, yeah. everybody.
1: Hi, thank you for joining us. Thank we you really for coming hope back. nobody remembers, apparently.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, yeah, super exciting day today because uh, Liz Cantner's here. And. She's been on our, our wish list for this podcast since she has right the from very the very beginning,
1: and we have proof of this too. We have a, a list, and Liz's name is on it from age ago at the top. Hi,
0: Liz. Hi, I'm honored. Welcome to Rough Cut. Um, so let me tell everybody about you. Um, Liz Cantner is an amazing force in the jewelry industry. Her true passion is working with independent jewelry artists to help them thrive in the modern marketplace which I took from her website because I thought who you can't say it better yeah. than that. Yeah. Um, so she's a jewelry business consultant, a marketing guru, and an expert on social media and selling on social media. Mm. Um, so I'm super excited to learn a bunch of stuff from her today. And we're going to start um, talking about community because the theme of today's convo is community over competition. And we're going to start off this conversation talking about trust. Because as we prepared for this, we all agreed, trust was like the core of community. Right? Do you trust me? Hmm.
1: Yeah, right? <laughs> you know no, what? I
0: do. Okay. I do. Okay. Very much so. Okay. Yeah. I feel, yeah, because I feel like I know where your heart is, where you're coming from. Uh-huh. And I think you'll always be honest.
1: Oh, yes. Which I appreciate. Oh, yes. Yeah. I have no trouble doing that. I do a little too much of that lately, I'm told.
0: It's good. It's good. I think we all appreciate it. And one of the things that when we were planning for this and talking about trust was shopping on Instagram, which I as I just said, Liz is an expert on how to sell on Instagram. But do you guys shop on Instagram?
1: Why didn't you tell us Liz?
0: No, no, I don't. I like contacting
2: the artist directly or going to their website to shop.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm the Are same you? exact way. I never buy anything on Instagram. I, it never even occurs to me to buy something on Instagram because I'll only what? buy something from someone if I know them personally or we have some sort of like relationship of one kind or another via IG. Or I buy something in a shop. I get to see it in person, get to mm-hmm. try it on, that kind of thing. But I'll Especially never buy
2: Big purchase. If it's a bigger purchase for you, it's hard to just kind of trust this app to with your credit card information and yeah. all of that.
1: Especially from a perfect yeah. stranger, too. Like if you're asking, if you're selling f- fine jewelry on Instagram, you're asking me to spend four, or five grand on mm. a piece. I have no opportunity to see it in the flesh. I don't know you. We have no rapport whatsoever mm-hmm. via the platform either. There's no trust established there. So why would I ever spend that kind of money? via you know swiping on an app
0: yeah inter- well and what liz said too it, it, it yeah about the platform right yeah You're both are talking about instagram as a platform i agree i i do shop on instagram mm-hmm. and um i do shop from people i don't know as well as people i know but uh i don't trust instagram this is that's true i do trust the jewelers and why i still buy stuff on there Even though I don't trust it? I don't know.
1: Yeah. I'm similar in that way in part of my thinking, and this is probably, I don't know if this is even sound logic, but you know, my fear half the time is, is this even the person that they say they are? Or is this like some knockoff thing in China and I'm going to get like scrap metal and a bit of plastic, (laughs) you know, or some paper and string in a box once I make this purchase? (laughs) You know what I mean? It's that kind of thing. So I I need to know the person.
0: Yeah, no, that's what. And L- I think
2: that every piece in my collection is from somebody I've met in person or have spoken with. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's
0: interesting. Yeah. Well, and so Liz, let's talk about uh, Gold Collective because I think that's a great example of trust and community and shopping. Like knowing that there's this collective of jewelers that exist that all have great jewelry. I do go there. And if I know they're in that, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. I trust them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if I'm looking for something, that's a great place to go.
1: Yeah, I'm buying something from somebody who is part of the gold collective. So Mm -hmm. that's it helps also that it's curated by somebody like Liz and she's somebody we know and she's somebody we trust.
0: True, right. Do you have like a stamp of approval you have? Oh, is it like Liz approved?
1: (laughs) This is a Liz approved product.
2: It's really interesting. So the Stakehold Collective is a community of independent jewelry artists that I consult um, because I wanted to offer affordable consulting to jewelry artists um, just because a full-time consultant is not the most accessible thing to have. Um, But what I've been doing on Instagram recently to introduce people to the members of the group, just because all of them are so incredible, is um, I've been doing Instagram lives every Thursday, which going live is not the most fun or comfortable thing in the world but it is it has led to really great conversations with these designers and I've been able to introduce them but what's interesting is that so many people kind of come to me and come to the group that are just amazing and I don't Mm. know how I attract that but it just kind of feels like it happens naturally
1: interesting
0: Mm. it's like a circle of trust IRL oh my god right yeah, Oh, yeah, done. Yeah. I'm done with this podcast, guys. Okay. See you later. All right. Well, Just do you feel it. like good people are <laughs> attracted to good people? Yeah. No, I was going to say that. I think for sure when when I think about working with you and Jewelry Week, I'm also I'm immediately like, oh yeah, this feels right. Like I know whoever Liz brings to the table, it's going to be w- good. Will be good. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I feel the same way. I feel the that way about you and Liz both in mm-hmm. that. I immediately feel like I'm in good capable hands be precisely because I trust your judgment when it comes to the individuals we work with. And same mm-hmm. goes for Liz as well. So there is that. I think the mm-hmm. other part that Liz is sort of touching on is when asking, are you attracted to good people? Uh, what how I would rephrase that is, are you more willing to give a person you perceive as good your money? Yeah. especially via a social media platform like that, right? Yeah. So I, I certainly think that many people shop that way. You know, people shop their morals, they shop their ethics. They do yeah. that, and they've done that for some time now. Right. But I think in part, too, when I've met people who... There are plenty of people who make a great product, and I see their product, but I know they're shit people, or at least they've been shit to me at some point, and I'm not going to give them mm-hmm. my money, I'm not interested. There are a lot of people in the jewelry world who were very shit to me because they thought, oh, who's this kid? I don't know him. Mm. And some hobbyist with a camera, whatever. Don't take me seriously. That's a whole
0: other podcast. Oh,
1: that's a... (laughs) We could do a full episode (laughs) on that. There were a lot of them who were very, very shit to me and now are like begging me for things and to work with me and that sort of thing. And Mm. that's when I say no, because I don't care about the money bit of it. I really don't. I... I don't want yeah. to work with people I don't like and I will not. Yeah. And no, I, I and that. I remember I remember every slight. I'm from the Balkans, I don't forget a thing. And we know how <laughs> to hold a grudge where I'm from. Yeah. So I f- I remember every slight and when the day this comes This is part
0: of the reason I trust you because yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I exactly. know this about you. Yeah.
1: So when well, the day comes that they want me to make a purchase, I'm yeah. like, "No." But when I know people, I've known them for some time, and I know them to be good people, and I know them to have been very good to me as well. Yeah. Obviously, I'm much more apt to give them my money.
0: So if we're if they're good people to start, how do you guys think, and maybe we'll direct this at Liz because she's the expert here. How do you build that trust as a designer with your audience for them to know they can... Trust what they're purchasing from you, besides just like, oh, here's some Instagram photos. Like, what, how do you go deeper on this platform?
2: Um, I think it's so important to tell your story. And I think a lot of artists shy away from that because they feel like I've talked to many, they feel like it's boring. And it's certainly not boring. Um, so many artists come from such great inspiration and have so much. Um, their process is so interesting. So I think sharing that builds trust, showing kind of behind the scenes. That doesn't mean you need to be sharing like your dinner or things that feel like really irritating to see on Instagram, but sharing what inspires you is something that I think builds trust and just being as authentic as you can with your audience um, in the way you're presenting your collections.
1: I I agree. And to add to that, telling a curated story about yourself to Liz's point there, like we don't need to see every night. I know plenty of jewelers who are very well-meaning and and lovely people, but who post like their recipes for every dinner they're having this week. Mm -hmm. And I always want to say to them, uh, are you selling a cookbook or jewelry? Because this is very confusing. And I don't understand why you think anybody finds that compelling as content. Mm. But when people are telling you to tell their story, or better yet, let's have Liz answer this question in more thorough detail. When we're always constantly saying to young designers and people who are entering the business, tell your story, what are we really saying, Liz?
2: We're saying to know your brand, know what you're selling and know not just the product, but why you're creating it. So the, the why you're doing all of this. And that's what people are going to latch onto and connect with.
1: Exactly. That's exactly right. Very yeah. well put, darling.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And Well, I think too, to the point you guys have like oversharing, there is... I don't even know if this is a direction we want to go in, but let's just see. Let's see. Oh, geez. Uh, well, there's this <laughs> idea of like celebrity, right? And I'll use Stephanie Gottlieb as an example. Sure. She certainly has propelled herself into somewhat of a celebrity mm-hmm. through her Instagram. Same account. goes
1: for Nicole from Ring Concierge, too. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And there's some of these jewelers who have taken that like over sharing. And I don't mean that in a bad way, I just mean that is what they they're doing their lives. they're yeah. sharing their lives um have propelled that into celebrity status that i think draws customers in but yeah. but, but other people who don't overshare and, and honestly personally my interest level is more uh, people who are focused on the craft and right the work. And sharing yeah and i mean i guess they you know i'm not i'm not saying that stephanie certainly doesn't put a lot of work into what she's doing Sure. but i appreciate those those people who you know kind of underplay their you know that idea of like the glitz and glam and focus on oh here's the work i put in here's the things that i'm interested in because i resonate with that sort of human connection of i think everyone does
1: and i think that social media really is like precisely designed to do that especially with the way that we've started using platforms like this for purposes of commerce Mm -hmm. i always think that you have got like the two schools of thought when it comes to that there are people who want to be Maison Margiela and they are completely invisible mm-hmm. and they focus strictly on the branding the imagery and sort of selling the work and being sort of work forward in that way mm-hmm. and then you've got the you know Kim like Kardashian yeah, yeah like a Tom Ford. Ford yeah and then you've got the Kim Kardashian sort of way of doing things which is like I'm selling you a product but I'm doing so via showing you a very aspirational lifestyle.
0: Because you want to be me.
1: Because you want to be me. <laughs> and I think the logic with somebody like a Stephanie Gottlieb is, you know, like the things that I see her share on her Instagram is like, here's my closet. Here's a, There's a yeah, level cool. of like selling cool. yeah. and aspirational lifestyle along with the jewelry, right? And that mm-hmm. the association between the two. Uh, and then you've got the people who are like, I don't want my face anywhere at all here. I don't want to talk about myself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to show you what's in my closet or what I've had for dinner. This is the work. This is the brand. Well, look at this
0: thing I made. It's awesome. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah. So there's those two kind of schools yeah. of thought when it comes to that. And I don't know.
0: Something for everybody.
1: Something for everyone. I don't know mm-hmm. which one is more effective than the other, honestly, at this stage. Uh, we, it's not possible for us to get hard numbers on that, I don't think. No, I don't think what do so. you think about that, Liz? And what do you typically advise people to do when they come to you with questions like that?
2: I think it's also important to know your audience, so know who you're trying to sell to because, of course, there are certain people who are going to be attracted to that selling a lifestyle and less about the collection and the work. But I would say that um, I know that JB and I are very attracted to artistry and um, jewelry. Mm -hmm. That's like one of my favorite designers is Gabriella Kiss, and she's very, very private. Like she hardly ever shows up anywhere. But her collection is so – special and you can tell just by touching the pieces um and kind of knowing her story um so i think that it really is both knowing your brand and knowing
0: why you're doing what you're doing but also knowing who you're selling to Mm
1: -hmm.
2: yeah
0: well and she gabriella kiss yeah oh my god we me and liz could geek out about her forever but there's also because she's so hidden that's like what is she like i'm so fascinated because her jewelry is so intricate and so intimate that you want to know more so and but I mean, There's a mystique aspect yeah, to that, that, that too. as well, That's right? A good, there are two yeah. ways
1: of attracting people by sort of bearing it all, or by being exactly, yeah, by bearing it all, by being very mysterious about it.
2: Yeah. The yeah. thing about bearing it all, though, is once you've shown everything, there's nothing more to show. But mm-hmm. taking the approach of I'm going to share pieces of my life, you could always go further. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to be more curated and more thoughtful about what you're sharing. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> no, but it's well, and back to the idea of sharing the artistry, I guess, in in the gold collective. I think what's what's really cool is that because there's this collective, right, there's this group of people who are very supportive of each other. And this goes back to the theme we have today of community over competition, that that gold collective is a great example of how community can come together and it can benefit everybody.
1: Right? Yeah, I say I've said this a million times in different Avenues, And I always quote my father who used to say to me uh, growing up all the time, uh, when we all do well, we all do well, right? Mm -hmm. So it's sort of that uh, straightforward and simple. When your business is successful and you're making money, it only gives me more opportunity to find success and make more money. And, you know, that goes for everybody. We have a healthier industry. And when we have a strong community of designers who support rather than sort of get very competitive with one another you have also an opportunity for an exchange of ideas Mm. and to kind of push one another creatively because you're seeing what your, you know, quote-unquote competitor is doing in the space and it forces you to think outside of the box and that's what we really need in this industry. We need people who continue to push the envelope of design in and of itself Mm -hmm. and uh, we don't need people who are sort of succeeding by, you know, undercutting each other or, or like you know, I, I have the better business because I have my stuff made in China and my margins are slightly healthier than yours, but we're making the same thing. Yeah. You know, that doesn't really help the industry overall, not in the long term.
0: Yeah, totally. And what it, what does it mean to you, Liz, community over competition?
2: Yeah, so my first role in the industry was working for Todd Reed. Um, and most designers listening will know Do- Todd Reed because he kind of, um, he like revolutionized the raw diamond and kind of brought it into... Um, more people wanting these raw, uh, naturally colored rose-cut diamonds. Um, Anyway, he was all about community, um, both with his clients and in his um, the Boulder, Colorado community where his showroom was, but also with designers who'd call him up and ask him for advice. So that's where I really got this idea of – you know this industry needs community. It's so important. And then from there, I worked with the um, J New York New Designer Gallery, following um, Cindy Edelston, who really believed that there was room for everyone within this industry. And I saw coming from this um, this New Designer Gallery I curated, which was ten designers, um, kind of all different aesthetics, um, very different in, in where they were coming from. But what I saw come from it was. A few of them get together to do a pop-up shop and them connecting and still talking and being in conversation years later. And I saw what could come from that, designers getting together, pop-up shops, um, collaboration opportunities, to Alon's point, the sharing of ideas to kind of come up with a more innovative way to sell jewelry. And I think that's a really powerful thing. So when I started the Stakehold Collective, I did that coming from these ideas that designers could support each other and create something bigger, and it could support the industry as a whole, and everybody performs better if everybody's doing really well. So um, it's really incredible what has come from this little group I created, especially throughout um, 2020 and 2021, when everybody was kind of working in their own little shops and their own space and feeling very isolated to have a group of people to kind of talk to and um, have these kind of like live Zoom chats and just lean on Um I think was incredibly helpful.
0: Yeah, no,
1: that's brilliant. That's uh, You and I, the you being JB, you and I talk about all the time uh, and lament the fact that we do not have a CFDA equivalent in the jewelry space, yeah. right? There aren't these kind of spaces for education, mentorships, for anybody to give you a kind of circumscribed path of how to get from A to Z. Mm-hmm. What's remarkable about the jewelry community in and of itself that we've had to kind of invent those spaces for our communities on our own with all the things that NYC Jewelry Week does, plug, 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 with all of the things that Liz Kantner does with the Stay Gold mm-hmm. Collective. And you always have these kind of pockets within the industry emerging who try to take on that role to some capacity. And I think that speaks yeah. to the people who are in the community as well, that there's even that effort to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, I when we were uh, talking about getting Liz on here, I had mentioned like when we worked for with Liz and the Stakehold Collective at NYC Jewelry Week 2021, I was so taken by the support of the jewelers of each other. Every time we would share something about a jeweler within the collective, other jewelers would reach out. Mm. Um, other jewelers would tell us to promote jewelers in the collective. Mm-hmm. It was really amazing to see that community support. And with a a platform like Jewelry Week, that opportunity was there. And it worked so great uh, together to have this, like, our community embrace yours, yours embrace ours. And it was so wonderful. And I think we both grew um, quite a bit from from that experience.
2: Yeah, I I think it's incredible how they, they show up for each other in this way that, even though we're all over the place, even though most of it's virtual still right now, um, everybody shows up big for each other. And it's fascinating
1: to see with your people specifically, Liz, when I taught my still life courses virtually, I always had, I think, five or six kids from, not kids, these are grown up adults, (laughs) Mm -hmm. but I've had always five or six people from your collective. And... It was so apparent that they were like Liz's group in that they would help one another. I would see them in our Zoom chats talking to one another. Somebody wouldn't uh, immediately understand something that I was describing or explaining. So somebody else would chime in and help that person or they'll, you know, I'll pop on the Zoom and, you know, somebody like Carolina gets on there and she's like, oh, oh, email me later. I'll explain it to you. Don't make him say it again. I'll explain that to you later. (laughs) You know, so it was and I always had this like cluster of like, oh, these are Liz's people because they were constantly always helping one another. And it was so obvious and apparent. So you're very good at fostering that kind of spirit. However you do that and however you guys do that as a group, you're really extremely great at fostering that kind of communitarian mm. spirit and that understanding that they all need to help one another out a bit.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I think it's um coming at it from a point of transparency because I'm very honest and transparent. You can ask me anything and I will tell you. Um, coming at it from that, I think really it, it helps lead them in that direction. So we have hot seat chats where People talk about their struggles or their website that they're launching or what they need help with and support on. And the whole group shows up and gives that support. So um, having programming like that, I think, is really helpful and helps drive that. But like I said in the beginning of this, I think good people attract good people. So I think that just kind of putting out the right energy and it just for some reason, I meet the coolest jewelry designers always. Um, I don't often have like that, you know, bad apple. Um, that kind of comes my way, and certainly I've had that, but um, not very frequently. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I
1: you want to have a hot seat chat because I'm struggling. <laughs> can yeah, I tell you about my struggles? <laughs> I've been struggling. <laughs> can we talk about? I know, that? like,
0: can we join the hot seat chat? Yeah,
1: I have a lot of things to say, Liz, and I need help.
0: Well, you know what? <laughs> oh my was... gosh, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Well, I was going to say, like, you know, for Jewelry Week, we work with a lot of young designers, and also with our, our Here We Are platform, those aren't all young. Designers. Designers, but certainly all designers go striving towards something. And I often bring up uh, the Gold Collective to them. Not every, you know, it's not right for everybody, I think, but for a lot of these jewelers, I'm like, this is what you should be doing. And what's interesting, and I, I'm going to say this be- because there's probably some jewelers out there who need to hear this, it can be scary to join a collective mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. when you think about having to sit in a hot seat i'm sure you don't have to have to do it but to have that like sort of um camaraderie where you're being challenged by your peers is sometimes scary Mm -hmm. but i think if there's any space where you should put yourself to the challenge and see what happens it's within liz's gold collective yeah and i try to put that challenge towards some jewelers And I do get resistance sometimes because I know that is a scary leap to step into a space where you think other people might know more than you. But that's what's so amazing, I think, about Liz and that transparency she's talking about is that you can come in. And not know everything and still feel those challenges grow you and i think you'll be better for it when you leave
1: yeah for sure. I, if you don't you absolutely should be doing that as a designer entering the space i encounter so many and i often think of both of you ladies whenever this happens to me just because of both of the initiatives that you run um so often when i work with somebody brand new who's just entered the space as a client i'm so baffled by just the, not just the lack of knowledge about, obviously, what we're doing, like in the marketing, photography, advertising kind of space. There's a severe lack of knowledge that even with sometimes uh, jewelry companies that have been around for a very long time, who are sort of family-owned businesses, who've never en- entered the e-commerce market before that sort of thing Mm. so there's a great deal of knowledge absence of knowledge there but then also about the business in and of itself Mm -hmm. and i always think to myself the amount of time and pain that you can save yourself if you just joined a group like this where you Mm -hmm. then have you know a room full of other people who can tell you listen i've been there i've made those self-same mistakes and this is how we can you can avoid them Talk to this person. Go over here. Here, I'll help you with production over here. You live in this city. I know this guy. You know, those are all the reasons you should be doing that sort of thing. You shouldn't be intimidated by spaces like that.
0: Well, and even making your own community. Liz said something I want to hear talk more about this when we were planning this. She said, every designer has the power to make community. And I think that is so important to think, even if you don't join a collective officially, to make your own Community, right? Yeah. Talk more about that, Liz.
2: Yeah. I think that when we're thinking about what to do with, you know, Instagram right now or marketing in general, um, I think that going smaller and leaning into your niche is the most effective and important way to grow. Mm -hmm. So you can really tap into your clients, your fans, people who are interested in your work and create a community around that. And um, just by
0: OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> don't
0: create an OnlyFans. I mean, you can. I mean, Wait, you, can. you don't think so? I'm... I'm all into it. Oh my God, I'm, I'm so... so... <laughs> no, but I love to see jewelers or anyone. I love to see spaces being subverted into like something else, right? And Bond that, Hardware. Like, Bond Hardware has yeah, an OnlyFans. They've got an OnlyFans yeah. and it's yeah. so
1: clever. It makes perfect them. sense yeah. for that. I does. To me, no space like that is off limits because you can turn that into anything you want to do it. We've talked yeah. before, you can sell jewelry on Grinder if you want.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. You could.
1: I don't know the logistics of that, but you could.
0: Somebody try it and let us know. Somebody
1: try it and and (laughs) (laughs) give us a shout out. Let us know how it shook out for you. But, you know, uh, I'm all for people trying to sort of innovate in their marketing and their selling approaches. I love the idea of an OnlyFans for designers. I think it's brilliant. Yeah,
2: what I like that think? idea, too. Actually, yeah. I've seen some designers who do, like, one-of-a-kind work or, you know, their their work's, like, really craved and um, sells out really quickly doing Patreon groups, which is a paid subscription service. Mm. And if you're in their group, then you get first access to their one-of-a-kinds. So you could do the yeah. same thing
0: with OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah you
1: could. You could.
0: I'm, let's talk more about these jewelers who sell out their collection in a hot second. How does this happen? What do you mean? What, you know those like Adina Mills? Oh yeah. Who like I how love. did they sell out? Wait, how but how did she get to that point like I cannot buy anything from Adina Mills mm-hmm. because I'm never quick enough and she has a new thing. I don't know if you if you follow her this Liz. She has a new texting thing now where she texts you sign up for
1: a text group. Oh, and she'll send you a message she's like, "Oh, I've got this in stock." Come get it. Yeah, like get get on there
0: right now or it's happening tomorrow and whatever.
1: I love that. I've got, you know, the fun thing about that is, I don't know about her specifically. I'm just speaking generally. I'm not speaking about Adina. But in part, there has to be an element of... um, People just withholding stock in order to sort of create this atmosphere and, and this vibe of yeah. things are selling out. You better so. jump on it. No.
0: Literally, she stocks her website to the gills at Liz Knows. But
1: most luxury companies do that to some extent. Yeah. Like they do not I mean, produce at high, high yeah. volume any any good. So yeah. there must be an element I mean, of I like, think I've everyone only made just one loves of these. It. Yeah. Well, well, it's all I'm one sure. of a kind. Yeah, yes. that's true. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's part of it that it has to be part of it yeah. but um it's a very clever strategy but yeah this uh, is a,
0: a lot of jewelers do this right yeah. Liz I mean I don't I could name a handful mm. you know I don't know all of that what what? yeah it's on like this?
2: they do a drop they create a yeah. collection that they plan to sell out and they do that drop I mean I you love know that. I say my main goal is to help I, artists grow their
0: businesses yes.
2: but Ultimately, I want them to make money because a lot of um, designers and artists are scared to sell their work. Do you see that? Do you kind of find that when you're talking to artists? They're like, yes. And it's
1: crazy. I I, I had this young woman who's very talented who's a sculptor who also does jewelry. You know Uh her as well. I'm not going to name her, but we've done a little shoot with her and, you know, very talented young lady. We had an extensive conversation at my apartment about uh, her resistance Sort of to commercial to, uh, in her words, quote unquote, commercialize her work. I absolutely detest the, that phrasing. It mm, makes, mm-hmm. it's to me ludicrous to even think in those terms when you're trying to sell a good and like pay yeah. your bills and run a business. So we were sitting there and I was sitting there in my apartment and I just looked at her and I thought, are you out of your mind? Why do you think we're doing any of this? Like, why do you think we're here today? We're trying to get, help you to sell your stuff. And you need to want to sell your stuff because then mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I said to her, it's likening it to being an author writing a book but then saying, I don't want anybody to read this. Yeah. Well, then why the hell did you do it? Yeah, true. A, yeah. a book is meaningless if nobody's reading it. Your jewelry means nothing if people aren't wearing it. You know, if it isn't out in the world, and people get to wear it mm-hmm. and enjoy it.
0: Well, I want to hear more about the what you said on that tip of, jewelers who don't want to sell their work. I want to hear more from you on that. What do well, you say think, to them? What is this Snap about? Snap out of it. What, what is going on?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's so important you're creating it for for it to be worn. And kind of going back to, sorry, this is circling way back, but to the trust conversation, the mm. reason why we need trust when we're buying jewelry is you wear it so close to your skin. It's such a important thing. Oh, yes. Thing. Mm. It's, there's oh, yes, so yes. much meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, So you're creating this to be shared and you need to, put it out there, even if it feels uncomfortable for you. I think it's just so Mm -hmm. important. And going back to like, it's so important to think about why you're doing what you're doing. Um, And it's, you can do selling in your own way. You can Mm -hmm. do it in a way that feels on brand, that feels comfortable to you. Mm -hmm. You could work with a photographer and do a marketing campaign that feels very much you. And Mm -hmm. I think that's really exciting. And artists should be excited to pursue something like that. I say the same thing to
1: clients all the time. I said, what's important is that things are executed in a way that feels elevated and in accordance to industry standards. But that doesn't mean that your stuff has to look like everyone else's. And that's something that is maybe slightly nuanced, but Mm -hmm. it's a take I always pass on to young designers. It's like, What's important is that there's a quality aspect here that universally comes across to people and is in line with industry standards on the high right. end, but that can look like anything you want it to look like
0: yeah that's you know well, and I think to back it up is the confidence right Absolutely. in what you're doing, which i I sometimes find interesting when jewelers i i feel like aren't they're shy about that and i i want I always work when I work with jewelers to try to help them get over that hurdle, right? Because mm-hmm. if you're super confident mm-hmm. in it, it really comes across. But I know that struggle. I mean, jewelry, I've had businesses before Jewelry Week that didn't make it. I mean, as you do. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm so confident now in what we're in what yes. we're doing with Jewelry Week, even though we I don't know everything all the time, right? Even though I'm still like. Gosh, I don't Nobody know does. how to do this. I don't know how to start an OnlyFans, but I'm gonna do but it. You're gonna right? call me. <laughs> <laughs> right? But I do you find that, Liz, sometimes like part of the the whole thing with the com- going back to community, like it sometimes can be that catalyst or that source of confidence sometimes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think having people to kind of help build you up a little bit because owning your own business is really, really terrifying. God. And oh my putting
0: God. your heart out <gasps> there is
1: terrifying. Are you kidding me? Yes. Yeah. Every day, so, yes. Right.
0: Putting your heart out there. I love Liz should come all the time.
1: Come more often, Liz. She's like an angel I person. I, want-
0: I wish I were there with you. I know. Liz isn't here, you guys. She's on a screen and it's cool, but it's not the same. It's
1: not the same. We're going to get you into the when room next here. time you're in the city. We'll mm-hmm. we'll arrange for that as well. Yes. Yeah. And we'll have a roundtable discussion. Yeah. About... But she
0: looks great in those. She's wearing Erica Bello earrings right now. Everybody.
1: And we'll show those off on the IG.
0: Mm-hmm. We will. Yeah. Yeah. I'll show you all my jewelry on
2: the IG. Okay. Um, all awesome. of the IG. Awesome.
1: Yeah. we're so young and with it, the IG. <laughs>
2: That's what the kids say. I don't yeah, know if people call it that. I don't, know, I don't, I don't
1: think they do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think
2: they do. Um, I've been managing Instagram accounts for over ten years. Oh my god! I didn't oh even my. know it was that old.
1: Don't even! I just had a birthday. Liz. shut up. He's basically ten. I'm eleven years old. I wanted years to say that. i I wanted to
2: say that because I started Todd Reed's Instagram account from zero. Um, and at the time, I was able to grow it organically to over 100,000 followers. Jesus but Christ. I,
1: that's amazing. i, I sorry. It. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I know. That was, that's, I know. A,
1: that's crazy She's to me. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah that's I insane know. to me.
2: Yeah, But I wanted to say this because I come at it um, talking about social media and marketing from that same approach that I did 10 years ago, is that you just want to show up in a way that feels really good to you mm-hmm. and your brand and taps yeah, into yeah, why yeah. you're doing what you're doing. It mm-hmm. hasn't changed, even though the tactics and techniques have
0: mm-hmm. So one of the things I thought was really interesting when we were talking about shopping was, and I, I think this goes back to all the things, right? When, it, when you think about interacting with the jewelers or a community is that uh, Liz said she does listen when a jeweler tells her to do something. that's crazy because i don't jeweler said buy this on instagram even though liz doesn't do it Mm -hmm. she would do it
1: oh i thought you meant in business because i was about to say i never do anything my clients tell me to do oh no no (laughs) No.
0: when it comes to social so
1: you're talking about a call to action and you respond when there's a call to action because it's basically the client the jeweler saying to you directly hey this is going to help me out Mm -hmm. and this is how you well if
2: it's if it's someone you trust. Yeah. So right. to what we were talking about, those collections that sell out really fast, if that designer was like, to get one of these, you need to text me mm-hmm. or you need to give me your phone number, which I don't give people my phone number. I would, right? Yeah. So yeah. you trust the designer. You want their product. I'm going to do
0: what they tell me to do to purchase it. Yeah, I I totally agree. Yeah. When jewelers tell me something to do. I, yeah. If I know them, yeah. yeah. Definitely. I, I do do that. Th-
1: that to me makes sense. I think that people shouldn't be shy about them that mm-hmm. then too, the designers who sort of, if your business model is e-commerce direct to mm-hmm. consumer, you need to tell people how they can support your business. You need yeah. to tell your audience how they can go about doing so. Yeah.
2: When I look at some um, Instagram accounts of metalsmiths who are kind of just starting out, something I tell them, one of my first pieces of advice is to make sure people know that your product's for sale, because sometimes I'll go to a page or a website and I'll not understand if it's for sale or not. So having a strong call to action, even if it feels uncomfortable, it could be a call to action in a way that feels good to you, that feels on Mm -hmm, brand, but mm -hmm. is so important.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I I think too, when you're following a jeweler you want to know how to get it i don't follow jewelers for i'm okay maybe i do because i'm in jewelry week follow jewelers for fun i mean you sort of
1: have to don't you yeah Yeah. but
0: i mean as a on my own on my own page i follow jewelers because i want to buy that jewelry yes and that's why i'm there i'm not yeah i want to get to know you and that is hugely important for me as a consumer when i think about the jewelry i want but i do want to be told how to buy it at, at, I'm not, that's why I'm there. Yeah, the I'm only, the only reason the
1: I follow anyone is because you're either my client or I have a relationship with you or I want to buy something from you.
0: Or you're like just like re- like Kim Kardashian, right? You just want to know what she's wearing or doing. Or- I
1: don't follow Kim.
0: Okay, I don't, I don't either, know but what I she's do wearing. check it. You do. Is that weird? I, do, I can't. Follow you, do, you you check in, but I go check it. Yeah. I, I'm not down That's so on funny.
1: Kim. I do too, JB. You, you do. do? <laughs> That's. I'm not. Don't tell anybody. That's oh, funny. We're on a podcast. I don't want to sound like I'm down That's on so Kim. Funny. I'm not. I think I have a lot oh, of you respect. You are
0: now. I'm judging you. Oh shut up!
1: <laughs> no, I I have a lot of respect for what she's built and yeah. that whole situation. It's not for me, but mm. I you know good for her. However, yeah. you can you know hustle, do your hustle. Yeah. I get it. So I'm all for. It. I just
0: like to see. I don't want to follow because I don't want to know all the things. But I'm going to say something. Then I want to get this in this this point before okay, we go. You it can in. jump in. You can. You know how to. You know how the mic works. Well, I I know how to. speak. I just yes. want to talk real quick about the possibilities that come from community and collaboration because uh-huh. this is huge. I think this is huge for me. It's and it's huge for Liz, and Alon. But I know that Liz and I have definitely connected over this and working together, like the possibilities are endless.
2: Truly. So endless. I mean, what you've done with New York City Jewelry Week, all of the designers in the Stagel Collective were so excited to get involved because collaborating with you opened up doors for them. You know, Mm. you hear of somebody collaborate with somebody, did an event with somebody else, led to them getting into the store of their dreams or making a really good connection. Mm. It's crazy when you kind of look at how connecting just in general with other people in the industry or outside of the industry leads to such incredible things. Yeah.
0: Well, and I think too, I think what was so great about that collaboration, and I want to say this for other potential members or or participants in Jewelry Week and in the Gold Collective, is that it's about that partnership, the work on both sides, Mm -hmm. right? Lots of times people will be in Jewelry Week and they expect us to like carry the whole thing and that's not what jewelry week's about it is really about that community collaboration and like all parties promoting it and telling everybody about everything and the whole idea that we really wanted to happen was that people who are interested in one thing over here would see something else and get excited about that because we mashed it all together right Mm. we mashed uh, contemporary jewelry with fine jewelry and all these established designers with emerging designers and Everyone talking about it at the same time is really what sparks that excitement mm-hmm. during the year and that what was that's what was so great about working with you, Liz was that like really like happened when we worked together.
2: I had a like, thought so I was thinking about this podcast mm-hmm. um coming up uh, ever since we had our first conversation. I certainly hope you and, were and, yes no
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> the only thing I was thinking about and I was reflecting on what community has been for me in my life. And I wanted to ask of you, both of you, because I never really had a community, you know, and until I really found the jewelry industry and um, I really connected with these artists. But, you know, in growing up in high school and college, I never really had like a a group or a community. So it's something I feel like I was always seeking. Um, And I was wondering how both of you have thought about community in your own personal lives
1: it's an excellent question mm, that's excellent. That's a question we should have asked her huh?
0: i know that's really good we're better we, at we our really jobs we really do need liz here yeah, all we the do. time Jeez. um yeah you know uh this uh, so my dad was a basketball coach um and so i always grew up around uh you know college age guys which sounds weird but that's <laughs> not where i'm going with this um they, no, but they were a family, right? Uh-huh. That's the yeah. point. My dad now is retired. He's in his 80s. And players that he had when they were in high school, players he had when he was coaching college 30, 40 years ago, uh, still reach out to him. Oh, wow. And he's really um, always been, for me, like that. just such a great leader for people who, you know, were, they were young they needed the support of mm-hmm. like a coach, but also, you know, a surrogate father when you're away at college. But I think that sort of family and community that he built and continues to foster with a lot of these people has really um, put made an impression on how I approach work life. Like it's not just about for me. I'm not interested in just doing a job. I really want to work behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and I really want to uplift creative voices. Like personally, that's where I found the outlet was working with creatives. I love to t- story tell. I love to show what they're working on. I know that the things I'm good at involved pushing people forward, right, and helping make things happen on the back end. That you know, maybe someone who's a great designer doesn't know how to you know write a press release right mm-hmm. like I can step in and, and do those things so yeah I think that's a really interesting question I've thought about that before like why why I'm so interested in the things I'm interested in but yeah I, I love being behind the scenes and maybe that's why I don't like talking in public but the podcast is fine right No yeah. one can see me yeah you're so, just in yeah. a room with me so it's all right, great, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just us. yeah Yeah. And a
1: global audience in 38 countries around the world. Yes. yeah, (laughs) But it's just you and me. It's fine. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, for me, gosh, I've always been... I'm not going to overshare, so I'm going to keep this uh, sort of short and sweet. But um, because I'm not going to get into my childhood trauma on the podcast. But uh, as a sort of immigrant into Germany and always being the foreign kid, uh, I always had a very solitary... Uh, mm. existence for most of my life and my escape was always sort of all things in the realm of beauty which is why I got into commercial mm. photography and why I do what I do now it was just I just wanted to make beautiful things and I wanted to be surrounded by beautiful things and there was a great deal of comfort mm. in that for me so that I guess that birthed my obsession with aesthetics mm. uh, in in kind of all forms uh, but yeah I was always a bit of a loner and now I'm at 32 years old, I'm in a really unique place in my life that I was never in before and that I have and I'm surrounded by a large community of people, of supporters, supporters of my work, supporters of my business. It's given me monetary autonomy, but it's also mm-hmm. due to the trust that people have in me. It's given me creative autonomy, too, in that I can produce whatever I want to produce and I can make, you know, all the beautiful things I always wanted to make. And I don't really have to answer to anybody because I've managed to establish that trust with the community that I'm now a part Mm -hmm. of. So that I didn't foresee my business ever going in that direction. I never foresaw us doing a podcast, podcast, but uh, certainly not one as successful as this one. Yes. But, uh, you know, yeah. I never foresaw those things. But that's where I've landed at this point. And it's, it's sort of funny to me because I've always been, like I said, very much a loner and always preferred to do things on my own, my own yeah. way. But now I'm sort of surrounded by Now you're by, forced
0: to be here with me. I,
1: I'm forced against my will to be yeah. in this room with you. Yeah. I know.
0: What about yeah. you, Liz? I, what Tell us about you and your interest in community.
2: Yeah. As I said, I, I've always kind of been seeking it. Um, Mm -hmm. I never quite had one, but when I started working in the jewelry industry, it just kind of felt like home. I've always appreciated art um, and the craft and all that, but I'm not a maker. I'm just an appreciator. I've tried. (laughs) And um, I think that I just, I really love seeing people come together. I love being able to help nurture that. I love being able to watch people grow together. I don't know. I don't really, I think that I've just kind of been given some great opportunities that kind of led to this
0: yeah well and you're so authentic i think what you were talking about like good people are attracted to yeah you know good people that's so true with you mm-hmm. i think there's just something about how you put yourself forward even your website it's like oh, i want to hang out with her yeah i want to know what what she's doing and i want to get her advice i want to get all of her advice If I had time to take all of the classes she offers,
1: I would. Yeah, yeah, we've got a lot of, you know, thing. What is the expression? We've got stuff in the fire in the oven.
0: Yeah, things. I don't know what that. I don't know whatever. But Liz, we've got stuff going on. So Liz, you started a new project with uh, Joy Joya Marketing recently. Oh, that's right.
1: Do you want to talk about
2: that? Yeah, so that was kind of coming from. (laughs) community again um i was like i created this community of artists but i don't have a huge community for myself or people who want to help artists and larissa uh, the founder of joy joy and marketing she really loves helping jewelry designers as well she's mm-hmm. very passionate about that she has a podcast that's very educational about um, marketing in the jewelry industry would you say and- that
1: our podcast is not educational at all because <laughs>
2: So, that is I, how
1: i would classify this they're different they're different <laughs> they're both needed <laughs> they're both needed. Yes.
2: They're, they're both
0: different they're very different Does there's no talk competition about there only fans probably oh, not. i don't
1: think so but that's somebody has to that's why they, come to. That's yeah, why they come to me yeah
0: with <laughs> that i thought it was really cool to what you're saying that that idea of community over competition again right like you two Help both help jewelers, essentially your competitors, but you came together.
1: Yeah. That's uh with this project, which I point. was like,
0: wow, this is really cool to see. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's actually an excellent point. Yeah. I would never work with another photographer. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'd slash yeah. their tires. Uh
2: something I've learned because I I throw people clients all the time. Uh, whenever yeah. I, it doesn't feel like a right fit for me, or I just don't want any more work right now, I don't want any more work. Just join the Stakehold Collective.
0: <laughs> um. Well, it's true. I mean, so I've been doing some consulting now that um, you know, because I I have to <laughs> to pay yeah. the bills. But I do, too. I think of other... Sometimes I'm like, I'm not the person to help you. I don't have that skill set. You're going to
1: pass it on, yeah.
0: Yeah, you have to...
1: I I often do the same thing. If it's, like, clearly a client and we don't share Mm. aesthetic sensibilities, I just tell them, I'm not the guy for you. I'm also at a stage in my life where I really don't want to do things I don't want to do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I I yeah. want to do work that I love. You
0: can't slash the tires of all of the competition if you don't want to do everything.
1: No, that's true. Some yeah. of them do need cars, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. So,
0: I Okay, uh, okay. But, so wait, but, back to this new
1: But no, but I'm okay. saying I'll pass it on too. I'll yeah, say I'm not right. your guy, go over there. Right. He, no, he'll take nice care of you. of you. Yeah. Is
0: it very generous?
1: It's really just about getting people off my back, on <laughs> in earnest. <laughs>
0: We want to hear more about. I want to hear more about this project. That what is it called? I'm sorry, tell us. It's called Success with Jewelry, there we go. and yeah. um it's
2: meant to be just a really great resource for jewelry designers. There's free content. Oh, yeah. there's I follow you guys
1: on, on Instagram. You don't yeah. follow me back, which does not go unnoticed. But I do follow you.
2: I'm gonna have to make sure we follow back. <laughs> but. Um, On my personal page, I don't always love just like spewing out education because some people are there to just look at jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to go somewhere where I could like really just give some free resources and great um, paid resources as well for jewelry designers because to a point made way earlier, there isn't that in the jewelry industry. Mm -hmm. And I think there's like some great, um, you know, webinars and things that happen and events and Mm -hmm. all that, Mm -hmm. but there's not a like thorough roadmap of what to do with your digital marketing so that's what larissa and i wanted to create
1: is it like These an incubator is that yeah. sort of what you do do you have a do you have a set number of people who can join and you sort of function like an incubator an educational space for them or is it more open-ended than that how do you structure it
2: it's a little more open-ended so we just launched our first webinar series and we mm-hmm. have more projects in the works um, but the webinar series is structured to take people from figuring out their brand and really defining it through getting their website in order their seo their customer experience mm-hmm. their email marketing their content strategy their social media just in time for q4 so we want people set up and ready to go for the holiday season which we all know is huge in the jewelry industry so that's how our first webinar series is structured we have mm-hmm. more ideas for the future but if you go and follow success with jewelry on instagram i'm larissa and i are putting out some great free resources as well nice.
0: yeah you are i've I started following it and listening to the great resources. Do they follow you back? I don't know. I'm. I should double check right now. I don't have feelings about that. I I have very strong feelings about that. (laughs) I do. Yes, we know. (laughs) But no, it's really great. Like, so they've been going on live and doing videos, and really cool opportunities to learn Mm. stuff.
2: So, the (laughs) webinar series we just launched, which is six parts, um, is $350 for the whole thing. Oh, wow. That's great. Um, Yeah. That's a steal,
1: by the way. That's great. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's a steal. I I want
2: it to be accessible. Okay. That's our goal. Mm -hmm. That's my goal always. Because I'm not, I love working with artists. I want to support them, Mm -hmm. I want to help them grow their businesses, but I don't. And that's why I created the Stay Gold Collective and this project with Larissa because working one on one with me I have to charge a certain amount to pay for my hours and my experience and all of those things. So how could I create something that was accessible? And so that was my goal with both mm. of these projects.
1: Amazing.
0: Yeah, I love that. I I love that you guys collaborated on creating something together. And I think that's inspiring too even if you're a jeweler like I love the I love those contests that you see jewelers do all the time, where they'll partner with another jeweler. And um, most recently, uh, Lorraine West uh, released a, you know, an auction with other jewelers. Oh yes, did for, you guys see Ukraine. that for the Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to talk about Lorraine in every podcast. So I, literally
1: every single every episode, I, we bring so up Lorraine weird. West. I didn't every even, single
0: one. I didn't even mean to. I, I was just thinking think about... I
1: almost about...
2: brought her up yeah. Minute, many, many, a while ago. <laughs> <Yes>. I almost <laughs> brought okay. her up because... Yeah. Jesus. We love <laughs> so you, Lorraine. Her interview with you was so good. I thought it was so important for designers to hear that creativity is not just sketching and being inspired, but
0: yeah, you know, I thought it was so... It was. So inspiring. Yeah. Thank you. She, that was a good one. That was was a really really
1: good good. episode. If I I may say, it was a masterpiece, if I may (laughs) say so myself.
0: But yeah, well,
1: do you get that? Yeah.
0: No, I don't get that one. Julia
1: Fox. It's very funny. It's very meme. It's very internet. Yeah. Yeah. Very internet. Very current. Yeah. Very current. Very current. (laughs) Especially by the time they hear this episode, it'll be super current.
0: (laughs) It won't be current then. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) People will be like, who's Julia Fox?
1: They're like, who? Yeah. Whomst?
0: No, I'd love to see that though. I love to see those collaborations that you know, that and that's all about community too. They're working together but also growing their community through that collaboration. Yeah.
1: Plugged Follow to the Liz house.
0: at Liz Cantner um on the IG and uh stay tuned for both at NYC Jewelry Week and on Liz's IG as well cuz we're going to be doing a wish list um this summer we're bringing this back and it's a little Zoom um session that liz and i do where we talk about jewelry we wish we had
1: am i invited uh
0: yeah liz is yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. so our yeah. next one is going to be with bella <laughs> bella namen but yes
0: but That's ne- a great yeah idea. i guess we have guests now this is a new thing it used yeah. to be just liz and i but
2: somebody dm'd me recently and asked where all the videos were and i dug up the
0: links and sent them to this person you did oh, we should we should put them somewhere huh yeah. It's really yeah, fun. If you wanna hear what we wanna buy and a as well, uh follow us because we're bringing it back. I'm so excited. It's like my favorite. I have thing to beg for to invitations.
1: Do. Literally on the podcast. <laughs>
0: you don't ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Of course you're invited. It's ridiculous. Okay. Um so follow follow Liz mm-hmm. uh at Liz Cantner. Liz Cantner is it lizcantnerjewelry.com? Jewelry dot com? Is that your I'm looking right now? I think it's just Liz com. Yes it is. Okay and
1: and what you oh yes you me yeah follow me at alan simich on instagram dot mm-hmm. we'll have links you know in the description below for both liz for me for nyc jewelry Week for yeah. anybody else we mentioned during the show so just check the description below yeah and then jb you've got stuff going on maybe
0: no, that's it. That's okay. all I've got going on. All right. That's well, it. that was
1: a successful, uh, <laughs> there was a successful Thanks plug. Thanks for
0: coming to Rough Cut.
1: Are you thanking me for showing up today? Yep. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thanks, Liz. It was <laughs> thank really you, great Liz. to have you here. <laughs> so Thanks good to have you, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have you back. And hopefully in the flash next time, we'll do a roundtable about all sorts of fun things, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Can't
0: wait. Yeah. We're doing
1: yeah. All, all right. Bye. Goodbye.
0: You know, we, the original name for this podcast was...
1: Give me money for my OnlyFans. <laughs> no,
0: it was no? If It Makes Me Money.
1: Oh, that's right. We were going to call it that. <laughs> we were going to call it If It Makes Me Money, which it, would which, have been terrible. <laughs>
0: which was inspired by Housewives. We were really going after that Housewives tagline as like the theme for the Yeah, that title. was going to
1: be a thing. Yeah. I don't know what we were okay, thinking. Okay, but we
0: digress.